Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the new look hardcore listing. It's a new look if you're watching it. If you're listening, it's exactly the same. But we would suggest that you head over to our Patreon and have a look at what we're doing because we've got a Swish new TV studio. Well, Swish. Mm. Uh, We've got a big digital screen behind us, so we'll be showing the pictures of what we're talking about as we work our way through it. And basically, we're just giving a load more back to the Patreons because... The existing Patreons have supported us for a few years yes. now, and we've been putting the, the Zoom videos up on there. Um, but we thought, right, how can we ramp this up? So we've built this amazing mm-hmm. studio, and you get to watch us in full Technicolor. That does, unfortunately, mean you have to look at our faces. Anyway. We're turning it up to 11. Yeah, yeah we've, on got, the, we've gone on the production fully 11. Value. Yeah. Fully 11. Yeah, yeah. Now then, let me tell you about this Patreon. So not only do you get to watch... <laughs> us in our studio doing these amazing videos you get them before we release anything anywhere else so you get it up front and that also means you don't get the adverts Mm -hmm. so you get it all ad free let me tell you what else you get you get the audio episodes up front ad free you get a bonus episode each week that only comes out on patreon chris and i have a hardcore now where we just chew the fat and that goes straight to the patreons Mm -hmm. and nowhere else We also do a live show, right? We do a live show once a month. That is the patrons' opportunity to come and, you know, rub shoulders with the big wigs, me and you. Mm. So mm. they can come and uh, hang out virtually, obviously not face-to-face. Um, wouldn't want that. But basically, once a month, we'll pick a top five. Usually one of the patrons has picked it. We'll do a rundown. And, you know, get everyone who's on that uh, live show can contribute. We, we'll ask them for their input. It normally involves them insulting um, the pair of us quite a lot. Mm. And it's a lot of fun. And then once we finish recording that, we normally have a catch-up because there's a bit of a community over there. Uh, Lovely community. Uh, a, a cult. I think some people call it, but you know, you need to find out more about that cult. Just pop on Patreon. It doesn't involve blood sacrifice usually. Um, And then actually because of this wonderful studio and massive thanks to Stu for 
putting all this together and we'll shout out our sponsors as well um, you know we're thinking maybe we'll do some live shows here so we'll have like a live studio audience which would be great you just get to come and see how the magic happens you get yes. a peek behind the curtain to the professionalism uh, and the, the effort and the sacrifice that Chris and I put into this you know we'll talk to you about the years of prep that we put into every single episode Ultimately, you'll just get to come here and have a few beers and just watch us talk shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you'll get to peek behind what's behind the cameras now, the massive studio crew that we've also got, makeup artists, um, performance runners, fluffers, you name it. Sex workers. Why are we fluffing our own show? Why are we fluffing the studio crew? (laughs) I don't understand. I'm not sure if that's how it's supposed to work. So, why not come over and have a look? You can sign up for just one month, and then what you can do in that month, if you, you know, we know that that money's tight. It doesn't cost a lot, Um, but if you head over, thirty grand a year, (laughs) thirty grand a year. I mean, it's chump change, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Of course it isn't. It's peanuts, but. You can head over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash hardcore listing. The links are in the show notes to wherever you listen to this. The links are in all our social media um, bios. So just go and click it. And when you head over there, you'll see a funny little video of me and Chris talking about Patreon. It's a little bit dated now, actually, that video. We should do another <laughs> one now. We look so studio. much younger. Yeah. Less I jaded. I, got, I don't think I've got grey hair in my beard on that one. <laughs> um, yeah. And so not only do you get all of that content, Essentially, you're supporting us because we don't make money out of this. So Mm. we've been doing this for over five years Mm. now. And so it's your opportunity to also support us Mm -hmm. in our endeavors Mm. and uh, and, and help kind of pay for what you're watching or listening to. So uh, any support there will be much appreciated. I did mention, sign up for one month and then... Even if you can't afford it, you know, for the second month, in that month, you will have access to hundreds and hundreds of shows, hundreds Mm. of videos, hundreds of radio shows, all sorts of stuff. So go and rinse that back catalogue and you can fuck off after a month if you want, but I don't think you will. Because once you've been to the live hangout, once you see what we're doing in this studio now, I think you're going to go, let's support this. Let's become part of the gang. Patreon. Dot com cult forward slash hardcore listing. You mentioned our sponsors. Yes, exactly. So you can see, uh, could you get a bigger TV screen? But that was the biggest TV I could find. <laughs> no, I yeah. was not surprised. And we've got in the smallest part of the TV series our sponsors. <laughs> Um, but we have got Southern Martial Arts and the Say What podcast. Um, huge thanks to those guys. Obviously, again, that's what gives us the opportunity to do this sort of stuff, right? And, and have build, basically, shoes built a studio here. Um, and yeah, so we've got Southern Martial Arts, Renshi, Simon James. Do you want to learn martial arts? Me and Shu have done it for years, not so much these days. We still do a bit. Mm-hmm. I think as soon as I'd mastered it, I didn't need to do any more. Completed it. I'd completed it, mate, mm. 100% on uh, my Xbox record. Um, but you can go and learn martial arts, <laughs> a variety of different martial arts through Southern Martial Arts. Links will be in everything we put out. But um, you can not only learn martial arts, you can go and become a martial arts instructor. Uh, Renshi Simon James will fast track you. So if that's a new career, if you want a new career that's around health and fitness and being able to defend yourself and your loved ones, then go and check out Southern Martial Arts. They're just a bomb. And he's expanding all the time. So he's got, he, the classes are expanding. He's got a massive network throughout the, the, the south of England. So if you're south of England base, it might be for you. And then we have... Well, before um, we do that, oh. Southern Martial Arts, mm. um, they're tagged in all of our social media yes. posts. Uh, they'll be in the show notes as well. So give them a click. If you're on the socials, then give them a follow as well and just show your support that way as well. Uh, and become a badass. Become a badass.
I mean, such positivity coming from Southern Martial Arts. So if we sort of want to bring things back down to a a very negative and shit-based level, um, it's our opportunity now to talk about the Say What podcast. Beyond, below bottom of the barrel, isn't it? You go through the barrel and you start entering just sort of like the Earth's crust. Yeah, it's the most politically incorrect podcast. Uh, Uh, It's fronted by two people that have no boundaries, knowledge, prep, uh, thought a lot, process a lot of hate in their hearts yeah yeah dark souls we uh, <laughs> we went on the Say What podcast last yeah. week uh, I would say one of the most pointless hours of my life ever spent um, they come and done our podcast first which you can listen to now that's out yep um, but then that level of Big Papa Jay saying ah let's just freestyle it which never works ever works um, he then, once he finished recording that show, we went on his podcast. Mm-hmm. It was the most unstructured shower of shit uh, I think I've ever been involved with. And I enjoyed every minute of it. I was stone cold sober, used a drunk a bottle of whiskey, loads of fucking lager, uh, and other bits and pieces. Uh, <laughs> and it's very, very <laughs> had, apparent when had you listen. the time of my life, man. They taught me to live, laugh, love. Yeah, yeah. T- You've got that behind your sofa in t- your new yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I've, got a new, I've got a new tattoo of that, man. I just, oh, I don't beautiful. want it to catch. I don't just don't want it to catch on too much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've got it in. The good thing is, though, even if it catches on too much, no one will completely know it's live, laugh, love because I've done it in um, Japanese. Chinese. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So, so hopefully that I, doesn't I went, catch on either. I went swimming at the, what was the old pool in Basildon? Gloucester Park. I went to Gloucester Park Talking swimming about once, about the other day, yeah. uh, and there was a bloke queuing up to go on a slide or whatever it was that was there, um, and or a board. I don't know what it was. It was a long time ago. But as I was standing behind him in the queue, uh, it looked like one of his mates had got drunk and tattooed in the biggest letters ever down his back, get rich or die trying. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, fuck me, it's a good thing that's what on your back G. and you don't have to look at that. Yeah. Yeah, it was shocking. Absolute G. What would be the most, like, like uh, if you had to go for the most lowest common denominator tattoo, I think if you could get working, like, a tri- the piece of tribal tattoo with some form of calligraphy, Cantonese, with maybe, yeah, in and saying something like, uh, live, laugh, love, made in Basildon is a good yeah. one, or it is what it is. Yeah, nonce. <laughs> Grass. <laughs> I think that'd be great. Absolutely. Right, well look, welcome to the show anyway. Yes. Let's get right. on with it. All right, let's do it. Uh, let's do it. Today we are doing top five fight scenes in films. Uh Christopher William Glasson's suggestion. I'm loving it. Um you can start today, so I'm gonna press the button now. Look at this. Look at gonna look bring up of what you've got here. Chris's like, number five. Oh, amazing. So Holy sh- like, this just feels so professional. I know. You've got you've got you've done a PowerPoint for today. Um <clears throat> so use like do you know do you know what this is? No idea. No idea. Do you know who any of these actors are? Uh oh, is that Jackie Chan on the end? This Jackie Chan here. Yeah. Sam Hung is in the middle, and mm-hmm. that I believe is Yoon Bu. Right. And they back in the eighties were just like the holy triumvirate of uh, great uh, um, martial artists in China mm-hmm. and uh, this this film is called Meals on Wheels it's weird because I wasn't going to have it in my top five I was going to have it as an honourable mention because I thought no one will know about it uh, really these days and so everyone will be bored and then I thought you know what 
who cares? I'm gonna. It's, it's one of my favourites. And when I actually looked, um, I thought, have I missed any big, you know, fights from films and stuff like that? This was in, I think it was Time Out's Top 30. And I was like, see, so I'm not going fucking crazy. So the film is called um, Wheels on Mills, uh, 1984. Wheels on Mills? Wheels on Mills. See what they've done now. Clever, right? Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um, and it's like sort of like in the height of Jackie Chan, um, sort of like really developing his sort of like comedic kung fu movie style with Sammo Hung in the middle and Yun Bu. They're incredible actors. They went to, I think it was something like the Peking Opera School of Martial Arts to train where they'd have to do things like handstand for like, hold a handstand for literally like an hour. Yeah, essential um, fight skills. Essential fight skills. Well, things that me and you do. We, we, we were doing it, this, what did we get to? Two hours and then we like had to get on. I learned how to do it over lockdown. You learned yeah. it on lockdown. Mm. Yeah, we did two hours this morning, handstands, but the cast and crew, they were getting sick of just watching I had to get in a makeup. Get- <laughs> yeah, exactly. You needed a few hours there. Uh, so basically, I mean, I ain't going to give you the massive breakdown of what Wheels on Meals is about because it's been fucking years since I watched it, but I did immediately, when we said fight scenes and films, know that I wanted to do this fight scene. It's the final fight between Jackie Chan and a kickboxing world champion called Benny the Jet Akides. I don't know if you've ever heard of that guy. Might be a little bit earlier than your interest in sort of martial arts because he was like undefeated, but fucking decades and decades ago, uh, basically in the 80s. Um, when I was doing karate. When you was doing karate, mate, you hadn't moved on to kickboxing no. by that point. But this fight scene between Jackie Chan and Benny the Jet it's incredible. It's directed but choreographed by Sammo Hung in the middle, who's an incredible martial artist uh, himself. And it goes on for five minutes. And back then, like a whole long five minutes where there's not much but just them kicking the shit out of each other was really right. impressive. And it's just, it's incredible. It, it won awards for how well choreographed it was. Um, and so actually it still stands the test of time now. And kind of like how it all goes to start with is Jackie Chan's all like, he's really trying his hardest to beat Benny the Jet. And then he realizes that he needs to relax and sort of like treat it like a training session. And then like the music kicks in and it's like really cool. Like like this Hong Kong. And that's it. And then he actually gets better and eventually he beats Benny the Jet like he does. And it's fucking amazing, man. I would really recommend it. The, the film itself is really funny. I'm sure, if memory serves me correctly, Jackie Chan does a load of skateboarding in it as well right. at one point. But I might be mixing that with Freddie Got Fingered with Tom Green. <laughs> so two films I've seen in a long time. I don't think I've ever seen a Jackie Chan film. Oh, man. See, I, again, in the 80s, mm. I was of an age mm. when... You know, I mean, the martial arts does feature in one of my picks today. Yeah. Um, but it was all VHSs from the video shop, and I would have watched Enter the Dragon a million times, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and Fist of Fury and stuff. Yeah. But um, I don't think I ever watched a jacket. There was another actor called Bruce Lye, L I. And I remember him being in loads of masks. So yeah. I used to go in the video shop and pick up all the sleeves and think, yeah. oh, I'd love to watch that. Yeah, yeah. But I think when I was maybe. 10 or 11, when I could go to the video shop and get like a VHS ad, it was at the time when everything went ninja. So oh, it was like yeah, American, American ninja, ninja and all of that. And yeah, at yeah, that yeah, point, yeah, it yeah. was like, right, Bruce Lee's cool, yeah. but ninjas, ninjas are cooler. Like the thought of seeing ninjas, like I was like, all of a sudden there was ninjutsu classes opening. Oh, and I just remember thinking in me, me little white karate gi, yeah. just thinking, fucking hell. Because I'd already seen like, 
people in like cool like martial arts films wearing like sort of silk trousers and a sash yeah, yeah. and thinking that looks so yeah, cool. Yeah, I remember yeah, going yeah. to a karate yeah, competition yeah. And, and there was a lo- there was one team that all had black geese and I remember thinking yeah. I bet they're deadly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, when yeah. ninjas come along, I mean, we had because we were at the same karate um, yeah. thing, weren't we? We we had black geese there as well, mate. Oh, I, I never got to the point where I had that. I just no. had one. We white had our black geese with um, they they just they put my name down the right the wow. right arm as well, yeah, and Top Gun down that side. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like I kid you not. I had a black one and a red one. Yeah, and, you had uh, live love laugh as well, didn't you? On <laughs> yeah, the... <laughs> in Cantonese <laughs> with a sick tribal motive. Yeah, yeah. I look well Sweet good, man. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I remember just the, the ninja thing just looks so exciting oh, looks so and then good. obviously we had the martial arts shop in Basel yeah. so I'd go Shout there and buy plastic yeah. nunchuckers mm, like mm. practice nunchuckers yeah. and, oh. and shuriken stars and just frying them at me fence in the garden oh, mate. and there was that picture of there was someone I don't know if it was Bruce Lee but there was on the wall was a guy just kicking a concrete column yeah. and just shattering it with a sight Yokogeri his shin not the wall like, <laughs> like. <laughs> it was just a, yeah. um, oh man Cam's martial arts shout out to Cam but like the ninja outfits I remember American Ninja Ninja. Uh, those movies were so good because just the cheap editing that they'd throw like a, a smoke bomb down. That's all I wanted from like that shop. And then they'd just like, they'd obviously cut, the guy would walk away and yeah. then they'd play and he'd just fucking disappear. That's all I wanted to get from that shop yeah, was smoke exactly. bombs. Smoke bombs. I wanted, to, I wanted to like kind of like creep along fences. Yeah. I mean, I know you've done that when you got to uni, <laughs> but like I wanted to sort of creep along fences and then sort of just disappear behind a smoke bomb <laughs> yeah. and like... Yeah. But uh, I could never afford. Did you ever we did see have a ninja anyone? outfit. I was going to literally going to ask this. Our bass player bought a ninja outfit, oh, right? Yeah. In serious mm-hmm. problem, mm-hmm. and we advertised a gig. Yeah. Saying it was one of our first times we decided we'd split up, and it was like last ever gig, yeah. special guest on bass, John Deacon from Queen. <laughs> And we had a few people turning up expecting to see John Deacon from Queen and it yeah. was actually Neil Pye, our bass player, but in a full ninja yeah. outfit. So no one could Identity actually contest it. Yeah, it yeah. was like, well, it might be. Yeah. A ninja's not going to reveal himself, no. is he? Oh, no. So, uh, yeah, I never realised. But yes, John Deacon from Queen the was a ninja. The first guy I ever saw in a ninja outfit, I was about like 11. No, no, I was about nine. And it was just so disappointing. Oh really? Uh, it was a it was a lad uh, from my primary school. I didn't really like him. Uh, he 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 lived at the local pub. I think his dad was the local landlord, and at some point he brought in his uh, ninja ninja outfit. Uh, but he's just really ill fitting. So the, the 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 mystery of ninjas was a little bit. So I did. It was it was so small for him. He had a little bit of a paunch tummy. Oh. All right, Martin. <laughs> yeah, you just see his milky white belly hanging <laughs> hanging through. That so like... would have been me in a ninja outfit. <laughs> it was like, oh, I don't know about this. That's when you want the smoke bomb. And that's when you want yeah. to disappear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You didn't need about three or four. Um, yeah, no, but um, Jackie Chan. So I didn't. I've obviously watched a lot of the Bruce Lee ones. Shout. Obviously, all the major ones are really good. But I probably have watched way more Jackie Chan films than than police things like Police Story. Drunken Master is just insanely good. Yeah, man, he, he's incredible. And all these were on a little uh, video called Best of Martial Arts, which as a nine-year-old, my dad bought me. And I remember he he tried to hide this video before he gave it at the top of the kitchen cabinets. But like a true ninja, I, yeah, with his grot. Like a true ninja, I saw him stick it up there, and he thought he'd been clever. And it was in a brown paper bag. Thought yeah. it'd been clever hiding it up there. No, no, no. As soon as the coast was clear, I was up on the kitchen counter next to the hob, so quite dangerous. Mm. 
And I was there and I was like, I fucking can't wait for dad to give me this. Love this. Love um, this. And that was it. That was the start of like my fascination with karate. And that's why I'm, you know, um, black belt. Eight a yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, uh, don't look into that. Right. What's your number five, mate? Woo, baby. So what you can't see if you're Star listening <laughs> is, uh, is a picture of a, 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 a scout walker. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you say scat walker? Scout okay, walker, right. uh, which is like the kind of smaller at at, which had yeah. two legs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's from Return of the Jedi. It's the mm. Endor fight scene mm. um, where, at the moment, you can see Han with his hands above his head, surrounded by yeah. multiple um, uh, stormtroopers. Storm and as much as I, I knew I was going to pick a fight scene from uh, the Star Wars franchise, and so many to choose. There's from. so many to choose from mm-hmm. now. I, I discounted the speeder bike scene. Oh, it's so good. Because that's one of the greatest moments oh, yeah. in film. Great. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. sound of them speeder bikes yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, was yeah. just unreal. But the scene when basically the rebels align themselves with the Ewoks and then they use sort of primal means to fight back. So you've got the scout walkers yeah. and you've got the yeah. at-ats yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 you know, all the, uh, the, 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 the Imperial forces with the state-of-the-art stuff, yeah. whereas the Ewoks essentially are uh, cuddly teddy bears. Cuddly teddy bears with uh, twigs and, and, with, with, and with kind of relatively small rocks. Ex- rocks and yeah. logs and, yeah. uh, and how they trip up the at-ats, <laughs> uh, yeah. smash uh, into the at-ats with yeah. logs swinging from the trees, uh, it's just fucking brilliant. Oh, it's great. It's also got one of the saddest I, scenes yeah. ever. As soon as you showed me this, the image of, of that, that Ewok dying and the little Ewok crying. And checking on him. Check, oh, the fact that he's going to try and pick him up. Well, come on, mate, let's get going. And then like, there's this lifeless Ewok body. That's too much, man. Lucas is a sicko. Because he's what? setting kids up. Do you know what, He's right? setting kids up for failure. I've had a rough fucking week this week. <laughs> I could honestly feel myself about to cry. <laughs> yeah. I could like, not, if I watched that scene now, I'd yeah. be a wreck. And it doesn't need words. Like, good, good, you know, cinematography in that. Yeah. You, to convey that emotion, you don't need words to be like someone's checking on their buddy who's now fucking not moving. It's yeah. like, it's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's essentially a small teddy bear has just died. <laughs> yeah. been blown if up. If he made them like, all look like Dobby from Harry Potter, fine. no one would have given a shit. Move He'd be on. like, oh, he's, the, he's yeah. a wretch. Get Absolutely. rid of him. But those cute little teddy bears. The reality of, um, and I do believe they're ATSTs, so if anyone out there is screaming at Stu, probably Riker, mm. uh, going, you got that wrong, you prick. Yeah. I believe it's an ATST, although I could be wrong. Anyway, like the reality of the you know the stormtroopers versus teddy bears, the act that's that is you know the stormtroopers would have probably in reality, reality crushed them. But as we well know, stormtroopers good overcomes can't. evil. Yeah, it does. And stormtroopers, my my missus watched uh, the first one with me, and even she observed in the first one. Like the, the very first thing is like there's a meme of this, uh, um, which you can see, which is Obi Wan. You know, in the first one where there's the j- big the big Jawa sand crawler that's been taken out. And Obi-Wan's like, um, only the precision hits of a storm train, precision hits of a stormtrooper could would, could have mm. done this. And then the rest of the movie is stormtroopers missing every single shot. Good. And, and Molly, Molly, <laughs> good, yeah. Molly was watching it going, these stormtroopers are a shit shot. And I'm like, man, even to the untrained eye. Yeah. She like cottoned on that they don't have a hope in hell. I guess that's why the Ewoks prevailed is yeah. because the stormtroopers actually can't hit 
anything for fucking yeah. for shit. Because it's, they're not robots. They're mm-hmm. and, and what's weird is it was only in <clears throat> Force Awakens mm-hmm. when is it John Bio, Boyega Boyega mm-hmm. when he <laughs> takes his helmet off. Yeah, like you just like oh I don't want to see that. Yeah, like, it's disturbed the... He's a really beautiful man. <laughs> hold on, like, hold on. Uh, Shoes not being racist, by the way. He wasn't assuming they were all white. Oh, man! But it was like when Vader, you know, takes his helmet off. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just oh, think, yes. oh, yeah. oh, no, 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 I want the mystery. But, mm, yeah, yeah, end or scene, Return of the Jedi. It's in, it, is the, it is incredible. It's got everything. Because they've all been captured, you think, it, you know, the game's up, look... Chewy in hand, the game's up there, and then you're like, hold on a minute. Of course it's hold not. Hold on, it's not going to be... They're going to turn it round, aren't they? Leia and C-3PO. <laughs> Incredible stuff. Right, you're number four. Oh, I can't even remember what I picked. Oh, it's the bride. It's Uma Thurman. Uh, yeah, Uma Thurman as the bride in Kill Bill Volume 1. This is so cool. This actually, her outfit here, this yellow jumpsuit, is what... It's uh, a nod to Bruce Lee, right? It is a nod to Bruce Lee. I don't think it was his... Like, is it Fist of Fury? I can't... It, it's, it's been a while. Guesswork is kicking it's in. It's definitely not End of the Dragon. It's not End of the Dragon, no, it's not. It's, it's Fist of Fury. I'm pretty certain. No, I'm not. I'm not certain at all. It's when he fights. Do you know who he fights in that outfit? Chuck Norris? Nope. Any others? Uh, Rocky Balboa. Thunderlips. <laughs> um, it's uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, yeah, famous bar- basketball uh, oh, player. Right. Yeah, superstar. And it's a great fight. It's a really, really cool fight scene. Um, yes, yeah, so they did it for Kill Bill Volume 1, Uma Thurman. Bit of trivia. How much for Kill Bill did they spend on swords and knives for this no movie? $60,000. What Money well spent. Money well spent. What a film. Oh, so Both good. of them. Incredible. It, it really is. It really is cool. It was a bit of a change of pace, I think. I mean, I th- he kind of done like all these, you know, like, I call them serious films, but you know, your Reservoir Dogs, your Pulp Fiction. And this is when he started to really get into, like, I'm a massive fan of these sort of films. So, like, Shogun Assassin and stuff like that. So not a massive departure from the sort of, the Jackie Chan. Uh, it, it's still that same era of incredible, like, um, uh, 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 Eastern martial arts movies. Um, Shogun Assassin, which is really cool. And yeah, this this fight scene's insane. I mean, I love the setup of Kill Bill, the idea that the bride's trying to seek revenge on, what is it, five assassins? Is it five of them? Um, who have basically crossed her and killed her, including her husband, Bill, obviously. Um, and this is like the climax of the first film. It's just a bomb. She's so fucking cool in this film. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's fucking great anyway, but yeah, in this yeah. film... Like to to pull off the level of fight, yeah, that she does mm-hmm. her sword skills and stuff. She just makes it look like she's been doing it a lifetime, and yeah. it's fucking the bollocks, mate. And and again, it's you know I love how Tarantino does his little nods, yeah, to to whatever sort of genre film that you know that he's grown up being influenced yeah. by, you know, whether it be. I guess the Western stuff with Hateful Eight and yep. uh, and uh, uh, um, Django. Yeah. And, and yeah, all the war films with uh, Inglourious yeah, Bastards Inglourious and stuff. Bastards. It's just fucking cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. more film's to come, yeah. right? I believe there's only one yeah. more left that he's going to yeah. make. So I can't wait to see what yeah, yeah. what that is. But yeah, yeah Solid Shat Glasson. He, um, 
Oh, what else was I going to say about this? This is the one where it goes black and white halfway through because he mm-hmm. couldn't get approval from like the American uh, film board. But I didn't give a shit. Like, where I actually had to, when I was looking at a bit of trivia for this, I actually had to be reminded that it goes black and white, which is strange. Because, mm. because you'd imagine like a lot of the audience were like, oh, I want to see all the blood. And I think you can... I haven't seen the director's cut where it's just full colour. I haven't seen that. Um, I didn't really care. Nah. And like, I je- like it's that whole thing of jeopardy when she starts fighting the girl who's swinging the ball and mace around. So good, it's so good, and you're worried that she's actually going to lose that fight. That girl's in a film called Battle Royale, which was really good. It just came out just before it, and then she goes and fights Lucy Liu, Owen Ishii. It's fucking, it's and incredible. the animation in it's amazing as well. Oh god, yeah, it's really cool. That's how Owen Ishii gets yeah. becomes the the leader of the yakuza, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, it's it's really good, and like just going back to the choreography, like not. Choreography can make someone who's not a traditionally trained martial artist like Uma Thurman, it can make them look really good. Mm. But it's not, you're not, na- it isn't like if you watch like, I've seen plenty of bad choreography with, with actors, actresses who don't have a martial arts background, try and do it and it looks mm. shit. And Uma Thurman, she makes it, she, she pulls it off, doesn't she? Massively. Yeah, I love it, man. Watching one person fight out eight people. It's a lot like my like like early twenties. Do you know what I mean? A lot yeah, of my yeah, friends would say, Basement, "Yeah, you know, me at the moon on the square." Yeah, you know, they'd see that sort of shit. So it's nice to see someone else do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Uma Thurman had to have full reconstructive surgery. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> As eighty-eight fucks <laughs> filled me in. <clears throat> right, my number four. Yeah. So, oh, have you seen this? Have I seen this? Right, so my, no, my number four is, uh, is is the Brit gangster flick, Love, Honour and so Obey. Um, and it's uh, it's made by, um, oh God, oh God, what's his name? Uh... Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, he's, 
I'm he's, just going to say Sadie Frost because it's the first name. No, no, no. <laughs> so, it's made by Ray Burdis. Ray Burdis. Um, right. Ray Burdis' brother's in it. Uh, uh, and, and Ray... Birdies plays Ray in it. He plays Kathy Burke's husband who gets killed. Oh, yeah. He gets uh, he gets shot at a yeah. wedding. Um, this film for me sums up that point in the nineties where the, to, to reel off some of the cast: Sadie Frost, Ray Winston, Johnny Lee Miller, Jude Law, Sean Pertwee, Kathy Burke, Denise Van Aten, Reese Iphens. It was the absolute cool kids I in this so, film. It was really good, man. The, this was the second film. I think the, the first film that Birdis made with all of them in was called Final Cut. Final Cut, yeah. And uh, and they're at Winston's funeral, That's and right. and he reads the will out, yeah. and then it's what the fallout of that. Yeah. Uh, and Ray Birdis had also previous to this uh, with a lot of this cast that made Operation Good Guys that the TV cop shit Did that series. come before Love on I think it did, yeah. And, uh, Same cast though, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just absolutely fantastic. Anyway, the, 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 the film is based on uh, the rivalry between Ray Winston's gang uh, and, and, and Ray Winston's son who's played by uh, uh, Jude Law. Jude Law's one of the most handsome men on the planet mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that a, scene, that first scene where he's just walking down the street. In the fucking feeler tracksuit. In a tracksuit with a little fucking thin gold chain. Yeah. You're just like, oh, so like cool. And, and basically he's grown up with Johnny Lee Miller who's just a postman but gets pulled into the, yeah. like he just he wants to be a gangster yeah. and then he just gets carried away. Yeah. And he, like Johnny Lee Miller has this rivalry with Sean Pertwee's kind of henchman that's <laughs> Reese Iphens yeah. and how they terrorise each other yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But a big part of the film culminates in a scrapyard uh, <laughs> with a shooter and it's so fucking good, this fight scene, because there's one line in it <laughs> yeah. where basically they're all shooting at each other with machine guns and stuff. It's mental. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, it kind of all falls quiet and they're all kind of like sort of crouched down with their backs against cars, like yeah. hiding. And they're all shitting themselves. Because yeah, yeah. they're not like, they're not like a, a couple of the heavy guys are military trained. Yeah. They're, they're, they're ex-forces. Uh, yeah. uh, but most of them are just yeah. gangsters and gangsters with shotguns yeah. and machine guns and like they don't really know what they're doing yeah. and this ain't good fellas this is no, a lot of, so much comedy in this yeah there is there's yeah, so yeah, many yeah, yeah. lines that yeah, are so yeah. quietable yeah. like you're fat and I'll throw you in the river yeah, yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and and there's so yeah. many hilarious scenes yeah, in it yeah, yeah. um and the music in it, like the the the, the trailer for it is uh, is them all because what they all love, both gangs, is oh, karaoke. Yeah, karaoke yeah. Uh, and hearing like Ray Winston, all of them singing "Avenues and Alleyways" by Tony Christie is fucking yeah. brilliant. The theme tune to Fireball, uh, Fireball XL Five, it's fucking so cool. But they're in this fight scene, and it all stops, and it falls silent. And then they're all shitting themselves, and then they have this nervous laugh where they all start laughing. And Ray Winston just can barely get his words out, but just shouts, fix bayonets. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see Sean Pertree on the other side of the yard go, fix bayonets. <laughs> fix bayonets, what are they doing? And they shit themselves and just jump in their van and fuck off. And it's just such a ridiculous scene in, in just a, a hilarious film. If you've never watched Love On On A Bay, just watch it. It's so good. It just, like, Fucking hell, Sadie Frost is one of the most beautiful things you could watch in a film at that point. Ray Winston's just does what Ray yeah. Winston does best, just plays a fucking great gangster, yeah, yeah, but with absolutely. comedy bones as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, Reese Iphens, and he's just hapless. It gets dark. There's a massive sort of, not twist at the end, but it really gets fucking dark. And 
yeah, it's 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 a fucking great film. So yeah, that fight scene is my number four. It's got everything, mate. Your number three, Mr. Glasson, <clears throat> is. Let's have a little look what comes up. Oh yes. What's this? So, so the, do, do you know what this is? No. This is me. Um, back at uni. Right. Uh, I've been, I'll, you know, that's me. That's my uni, uni guys. And this is a, 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 trained, a lot of um, drugs. A trained police officer and another sort of gangster. Yeah. Just your average sort of like Friday night for me, mate. Really taking taking down oh, some people. I've seen this advertising. Mm. This is called I've seen people die, man. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to listen to our podcast for a long time to to understand that reference. Um, but I've had hard life, Stu. Streets of Birmingham are streets tough places, of, mate. Streets of Brum, mate. That's where I cut my teeth. That's where I applied my trade. Yeah. Um, I, I, I spread a few people like margarine over those fucking streets, I tell you. And, um, Didn't you just take a load of drugs and fuck everything up? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was it. Um, <laughs> my life up. I fucked everything up. My life. <laughs> yeah. um, in hindsight, I made a yeah. few bad decisions <laughs> back then. Yeah. Uh, one of the best lines in a film ever. Shout out to Steve Buscemi. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy. Weddings. Oh, uh, Big Daddy. Big Daddy, Big Daddy, not wedding singer. What a lie. <laughs> well. <laughs> Here I um, made a few bad decisions. So me and uh, our fellow buddy, Scroobius Pip, went to watch this in the cinema. And the end of this fight scene had it right. So obviously, it, we knew this film was coming out. It is called The Raid. It was uh, 2011, right? So going back a oh, few years now. Oh, you boys love this, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And so it kind of is a bit responsible a little bit for why Dread, Dread 3D bombed a bit because they have kind of similar premises like they're all they're all based most of the film is all based in one sort of like block of flats and they have to try and get out of them um but it, it's just coincidence that that happened and both of them are incredible films has it been remade what the raid no no they did the raid too and right. i don't know whether or not they were going to make a, another hollywood version of it i don't think they have and i don't really give a shit is this japanese this is i think it's south korea right um it's just the shit. It's directed by a guy called Gareth Evans, who's an English uh, chap. Um, he's got to be Welsh. Oh, he's Welsh. Uh, he's he's done loads of other big things. I think he also went on to do Godzilla. Man, that is guesswork. That's incredible. People, are, people like it. I think he did Rogue One as well, which I fucking love Rogue mm. One. Again, this I could be mixing up two directors here. Yeah. People are going to be screaming at me. Um, for, for, for getting He made Forrest Gump wrong. as well, didn't he? He made Forrest Gump, Goonies... Um, Schindler's Lisp. Yep. Uh, all the all the classics. Yeah. And founded uh, Disney. Yeah. As well. Absolutely. So yeah. on our first show, we've hit a new low. Um, <laughs> Chris is now mocking genocide. <laughs> I didn't. I said just Schindler's Lisp. <laughs> didn't say anything about the 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 you know what the background to that Lisp was. Um, it was genocide. So. The raid, it's the shit. And this is the final fight. Anyway, this cinema, what me and Pip went to, I think Mark might have come with us too. You guys don't give a shit about that. No one cares about Mark. Um, we went to watch it. It's full of blokes. And when this fight scene ends, many of us were clapping and some were standing up clapping. It's just like, it's, it's to me, it's one of the best fight scenes that you'll ever see. It kind of like revived a lot of... Um, brutalist martial arts and mm. and then tv shows like daredevil obviously saw this and was like holy shit that's how to do it i mean a lot of the fight scenes throughout the raid are just this that 
you see some really grotty stuff with how people get dispatched and it looks just brilliant and it's fast paced. They did it on a massive shoestring budget. I think Gareth Evans said they wanted for this five minute long fight scene, they need, they wanted like 12 days to film it because that's how long these things take. Uh, but they only had something like eight days. So the three actors involved here all just got, you know, badly bruised, bust up to do it. Um, but Stu, I really recommend watching The Raid. It's an incredible action film. Uh, it holds up to this day. The Raid 2 was just even more absolutely bananas. But yeah, I would I, I, I would wholeheartedly say you've got to watch this. But it's Indonesian, sorry. It's Indonesian. Okay. But yeah, it's it's the, the shit. And uh, yeah, got Numero much else to say. Trois. Oh, I don't know what this is. No idea? Blood sport? Nearly. Um, the clues in that sort of crane kick he's throwing there. Uh, crouch inside hidden dragon. <laughs> he's just joshing. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about the karate kid, of course. Oh, yeah. uh, the, the iconic fight yes. scene at the All Valley Karate Championships. Uh, Ralph Macchio, uh, a.k.a. Danny LaRusso mm -hmm. uh, versus Johnny. Mm -hmm. Uh this, for me, hit at the right time. I think, hmm. when did this come out? Maybe 85 or 6? Right. Uh, and me, like many others, watched The Karate Kid and then joined a karate school. Same. And I'm sure karate schools yeah. just went through the roof yeah. Yeah. Uh, after this film come out. Um, they made a remake, didn't they, with uh, Willie Smith's kid. Uh, I'm not interested Willow? in that. Is it Willow? Uh, with Jackie, Jackie Chan's Mr. Miyagi in it. Oh, right. Oh, it's okay. actually not awful. Yeah. It's all right. I imagine the fight scenes are probably a lot better because the, <laughs> yeah. the fight scenes in this uh, are quite shit, but brilliant. So yeah. that's why it's made my number three. Because Johnny clearly has done martial arts and, and knows, <laughs> yeah, and knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. He's really good. All of the other people that sort of end up in this tournament are fucking fantastic. And then you've got Danny LaRusso. Who's really not. Uh, it's embarrassing. It's quite embarrassing, but as a you know eleven year old kid seeing Danny Larusso, who was the coolest. He looked yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah. He was such a handsome kid. You know, oh, I... come from out of town. You know, gets run off the road on his BMX because he's the new kid. Yeah. And uh, and <sighs> Elizabeth Shue like uh, falls for him. Who's Johnny's ex? Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and he stands up for Elizabeth Shue and yeah. gets beaten up by Johnny and his crew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got a battered up BMX. Johnny and his boys have got motorbikes. Yeah, uh, they yeah, all come from great. the right side of town. They're yeah. all moneyed. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and LaRusso's not got a pot to piss in. He hasn't, has he? And after getting beaten up, he he, he meets Mr. Miyagi, who's the the, uh, the sort of caretaker of the, the the flats that Daniel lives in, and uh, and, he, and then he starts the arduous task of of learning martial arts by painting fences and sanding floors. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden there's one scene where he says like, paint the fence, you know, uh, sand the floor. And it's, it's essentially learning how to block. Mm. Uh, Get those strong arms. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know how practical that is. Wash your car, paint your fence. Yeah. Yeah. He's not happy about no, it. No, he isn't. But he also gets a really tasty motor out of it as well. Mm. Um, but this, this scene at the end, like, Can we just, before you go into the marvellous, like the crane kick, Danny LaRusso's fighting stance is, I don't understand how the whole crew and the choreographers look at him stand like that yeah. and go, that that looks really cool. Yeah. He looks demented. Yeah. 
and like he looks like you could just blow him over. Yeah, that's that's what kind of annoyed me about it. And I, I but like when you were saying like how like the, the a lot of the fight scenes in this in this are choreographed kind of average to poor. We had nothing to compare it to, true, right? True. Like back back, you know, if you go and watch, go and rewatch like something like Kickboxer or Bloodsport. Mm. Um, honourable mentions for both of me loved them but when I've gone back to watch them and I'm watching fight scenes I'm like oh my god I'm I'm like a borderline bored sometimes and I know some people might be upset with me saying shit like that because I don't feel like that when I watch because uh, the narrative of the Chinese feels ones. so good yeah the narrative's great yeah like yeah. you're in you, you've, you've, you've got your hero yeah you know he's the underdog you know mm. it's the perfect story mm. of, of the bullied kid getting yeah. payback and yeah. it's it's so good and then he has uh, uh, he gets his uh, legs sweeped and yeah. Uh, uh, Ooh, yeah. like badly. Yeah. Um, actually played in Camden once uh, in my band, and I was looking at the at the Dublin Castle on the bands that were playing, and there was a band called Sweep the Leg Johnny, and I thought that's a great name for a band. Um, and there's so many iconic lines in in that film, and there, there was there was a UFC event where when it went quiet, you heard someone in the crowd go, "Yeah, get him a body bag." <laughs> Lonely <laughs> thing. That's so good, uh, and 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 yeah, it, it, and it all builds to this this sort of final moment uh, where it looks like Johnny's going to beat uh, Larusso, and then Larusso pulls the iconic crane kick, uh, which. I'm looking at the steel of it now, and it's Daniel with both his hands above. I'm sure you all know the image. Mm. Both hands above his head, you know, limp wrists, uh, mm. and, and with, with one knee up. You've not got to be Bruce Lee to realise what might be coming at you here. Yeah. He's probably going to kick you with the other leg, but Johnny walks straight into it, gets he KO'd. He sticks his chin out yeah. for it as well, doesn't yeah. he? Gets it KO'd, just... and Danny becomes a champion. Uh, everybody in the crowd loves him. He gets the girl... Uh, Johnny forgives him, hands him the trophy, and yeah. uh, and the fairy tale is complete. Daniel LaRusso's uh, final, uh, the, 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 in the final of the All Valley Karate Championship. So shit, but brilliant. John, from that picture, it just looks like Johnny is about five weight classes above Danny and is about to steam through him. Yeah. But that's not how it goes. And you know what? Cobra Kai, the TV show, I think is quite good writing. I think Russo's had fifth of what thirty years to learn martial arts. Yeah. He's still shit in that. Dog shit, man. You'd think, oh, do you know what? Everyone thinks I'm the karate kid. <laughs> I think, like, the casting was obviously he was Ralph Macchio. He was, mm -hmm. a, a, you know, going to be yeah. a superstar. Mm. Unfortunately, he didn't. You know, no. he made Crossroads after this. Yeah. Not the not the, uh, the the soap. That would have been quite weird. Mm -hmm. um, but made Crossroads. Britney, was Britney Spears one called Crossroads? Yeah. Which is all right. I watched it the other week. But uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, it, 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 it's it's such an iconic scene. The still we're looking at it's it's just etched in martial arts history. And I do think you speak to any film fan that loves a you know a feel good film or any martial artist and they will say that film made its mark on them absolutely man yeah 100%. right what's next mr Glasson? let's have a look oh. so what we got here um it is it is a luke versus darth empire strikes back mm. i like selling a little or a lot 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I forgot this is such an easy one to sleep on, right? I think like, I had so many to pick from and you've obviously shouted out Star Wars. Star Wars is just relentlessly so many good different fight mm. scenes that you could pick, right? Imagine them, you know, them above the Sarlacc pit monster in Return of the Jedi. Mm. It's just all good, good shit. This fight scene, You can though, also recreate that scene by uh, by just dropping small soldiers into your partner's arsehole. Yeah, make sure they don't uh, shave because you really want to see the yeah. hair and that. Yeah. That will really give that a uh, great effect. Did I show? I showed you that meme of the guy looking at <laughs> just uh, like his uh, missus bent over and he's looking down doggy style, and you can just send another picture. He's just a, a cut of uh, the side like pit monster. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically... Before we get on to this... Yeah, 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 sure. Whilst talking about the Silent Pit... Yeah. That was my second pick. That fight Ooh, scene yeah. when Luke Great. jumps and then... Han's blind, like, isn't uh, he? Yeah, and spins off yeah. and then yeah. fucking... Ab- like, literally fucking swings onto uh, Jabba's uh, palace yeah. and it just goes off there. And I mean, there's there's some serious serious eye candy in that yeah, scene. It's a quality set piece that that's yeah. set up from this film, Empire Strikes Back, when Han gets put into the uh, the, the carbonite or whatever it's called. Carbonite, yeah. Carbonite, um, uh, yeah. And then Leia fucking Shrank Garotz Jabba, which mm. is fucking dope as fuck. She's super cool. Um, yeah. So this scene, like, I went and rewatched it. Again, we talk about choreography. The choreography is good, like the sword fight here. It's nothing compared to, like, if you was to go to something like when you see Obi-Wan and um, Qui-Gon fight Darth Maul, the choreography by the time they did Phantom Menace is just insane, and it's mm. really good. It's like, obviously, they'd really sort of, like, thought about how they're going to prove it. Loads of martial arts experts in there doing it. Um, Ray Parker's Darth Maul. But this Ray, is Was like, that Ray Parker Jr.? Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> yeah, no. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He was a busy boy yeah, in the yeah, 80s, yeah, exactly. wasn't um, But to me, this is like, you had a you had a lightsaber fight scene in the first one between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, but like Obi-Wan's kind of just playing for time. He bottled it, didn't he? He fucking, his arsehole went, didn't he? His Sarlacc pit went. His Sarlacc pit <laughs> just closed right up and he disappeared into thin air. Yeah. Uh, this is like, you, you've had Darth Vader like, through, in the run-up to all this, you've had, nearly had two movies now to build the greatest villain ever and Luke to go through training to the point where you know he's the underdog here 
everyone's saying don't go and face him mm. because you're gonna get, go and get your fucking ass lit up. And he's like, no, no. And so this is it. This is this is when he finally faces Darth Vader after two movies. So you really get a they've really built it up. And you know, as much as this is fighting, I think the cinematography it's dark with the two lightsabers. It just looks like an insanely good set piece and this was before like the 90s where they just went crazy and every film was fucking shot pitch black and a lot of them didn't really work here it just worked perfectly yeah. and it's it's everything between these two it's what each other are saying to each other obviously you have what probably one of the greatest plot twists in um in all of all of film um uh, it turns out that Darth Vader is Luke's son mm-hmm. and um yeah. I think it's the other way around no 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 it's not Oh no no no! Um, I have to rewatch that. You have to rewatch it, mate. It, the The film will make so much more sense once you realise Luke yeah, Hunter's son. No, no! <laughs> the child support payments are going to be fucking massive. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's it's such a good it's such a good fight. Um, Luke, I, when I was rewatching it, I forgot he's sweating buckets in mm, this fucking soaked. scene. He's, he's a, he just looks like a drowned rat. Well, what's interesting is you don't see sweat in, in fight scenes very often. Yeah. And I think if anyone ever tries to hit a punch bag for a minute, also with the added pressure of someone's trying to smash your face in, yeah. you're half going to sweat. You're going to sweat buckets. And, uh, yeah. and, and it's, uh, yeah, I quite like the fact that he's got a sweat on. Because yeah. them lightsabers, they're going to be hot as well, yeah, aren't they? Imagine how sweaty Darth is in, in a oh, non-breathable mate. black mate. Uh, gimp outfit. Imagine his balls must be kicking <laughs> yeah. right up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's the suspense and it's the show of like, this is really the first lightsaber duel. And it's just, that has just, that's just got an impact to it. And there's mm. been loads of good lightsaber fights. You can see them in all the shows now. They've really nailed it. Um, but do they ever have the meaning or gravitas this does? No. And it goes back to like your karate kid. It's the storytelling in the lead up to it. Yeah. Don't, you don't have to have thousands of fight scenes. I mean, that mm. goes completely against what the raid is, which is relentless mm. martial arts. But you don't have to do that. If you don't know what you're doing, do it like this, mate. And like also Luke ace. loses a hand in this. He does. Like, it's that's, his, it's uh, his wanking hand as well. It is. It is. He but has, you don't uh, hear that until the uh, that's in the bonus uh, material. Bonus. You, that's scenes. it. You get the Robo Tug where he has like <laughs> yeah, uh, with that that droid with the mask. Yeah, my yeah. dad. A what? Two one B medical droid. That was oh, my dad. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> is that what? Um, are you, why, why are you frowning at me? That's no, what, I know it's your dad, mate. Right. Solid shot, mate. Dad. Solid shot. What's your number? Was this your number one? Well, number or number two. two? Your number two. Uh, there's Bugsy Malone and Blasey Brown mm-hmm. there. Uh, Is she about 10 years older than him? Uh, yeah, that was actually, in real life, that was his nan. Um, <laughs> right, but, yeah. uh, and, and Dandy yeah. Dan there. Uh, that actually so. looks like my nan, to uh, be fair. I'm talking Bugsy Malone, of <laughs> course. Um, just an absolute masterpiece of a mm-hmm. film. Um, again, almost like a... Uh, a Ralph Macchio, you know that that kind of sort of Italian-looking mm-hmm. kid. And this, uh, Char- this was Charchi. It was, it? yeah, mm-hmm. Scott Bayo, who yeah. went on to play Charchi mm-hmm. in Happy Days. Yeah. Um, just the coolest kid yeah. ever in this film. Mm-hmm. You know it, that you, hair. Look how look how that cool is. that hair is. And I've never had hair that. To then good. get in them pedal cars, mm. uh, and and I mean, if you've never seen Bugsy Malone, it's one of the greatest musicals as well as yeah. uh, one of the greatest films you'll ever see. Uh, and basically these fight scenes in this film 
are armed with um, splurge guns, which essentially just fire custard pies uh, and and just, yeah, custard pie mix or whatever out of a machine gun, you know, in the old kind of Tommy gun style. It's so cool. Uh, And the rivalry between Fat Sam and Dandy Dan comes to a pinnacle at the end. You know, uh, Bugsy Maloney is is literally the guy who gets bought in by Fat Sam. and, And essentially it's all about, trying to find peace and harmony. Yeah. Uh, the songs in this film are amazing. Yeah. Uh, there's a really funny boxing scene in it as well, which has got one of the most ridiculous fight scenes in uh, with Slugger Joe. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, basically it all comes to a, a crescendo at the end of the film where they're at Fat Sands Grand Slam speakeasy and, uh, and then Dandy Dan and his henchmen like literally turn up uh, on the sort of second floor, on this like sort of on this top of this stairwell, and then everybody screams. You know, there's people sitting there watching the show. There's singers and dancers on stage, and then basically underneath all the tables, they're all uh, tooled up with their splurge guns. And then the crescendo of this film is just custard pie madness. It's the stuff of kids' dreams. Yeah, absolutely. That you can just sit there. Do those f- guns actually work, the custard pie gun? I used one. Um, I went to RADA. Um, what's, what's RADA? Uh, the, uh, in, in London, the, uh, the some sort of uh, governing body, of, I presume, so something to do with a lot of actors go to RADA. Okay. Uh, and get trained at RADA. <laughs> right, and yeah. so we went to, to RADA where they had an exhibition yeah. about the, mm-hmm. maybe the 30th anniversary of this film at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I got to see the car, got to see all the props no. uh, and loads of steals. Uh, I, I love this film. And uh, the director sadly died uh, a few years ago. Um, and he also made the commitments. Uh, he, I'm trying to think what other films he made. I think he made, did he make Time Bandits? I might be wrong. I think he definitely did. Um and yeah, and it just goes off, and then literally. Did the you m- say you used the custard gun because you sort of glazed over that yeah, quite quickly? Yeah. So, they're, they're, so you they're, shot custard out of yeah. it. So you, no. you basically go there, and uh, I went with, with the kids, and we all got dressed up as gangsters. Amazing. And we've got photos with the splurge guns, right. and then they had a target room in this thing where you could fire them at, at targets. And so how far did it go? Is it like a paintball gun, effectively? No, it, it kind of fired more of a jet rather than like okay. like bullets of it. Okay, uh, but I reckon the Shooting range was maybe four meters. Oh, fucking like, how disappointing! But uh, well, they like because the ones in the film, I'm sure they shoot more range and they do bullets. Am I yeah, imagining? No, no, that? no, no. They did feel like they shoot sort of pockets of it. Okay. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll try and find a photo of all of us lot with the splurge guns mm-hmm. uh, and put it on mm-hmm. the socials. But mm-hmm. it, at the pinnacle of this fight scene, um, the, the 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 pianist falls forward and his head hits the piano and you just hear bong and it stops the fight and then he just runs his finger up the piano and goes ding diddy ding 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 diddy ding ding and then the song to finish the film is uh, you give a little love and it all comes back to you you're going to be remembered for the things that you say and do and it's the most sweetest thing ever that's my funeral song I'm being buried to that song and I fucking love it I'm going to do uh, everything in my power to make sure that doesn't happen brilliant please make sure it's Queen for the Stone Age then <laughs> the thought of you sitting there laughing knowing that I'm in my coffin listening to Queen of the Stone Age <laughs> rolling in your grave uh, yeah mm. so my number two is Bugsy Malone so did we're you at, did you when you had the custard guns did you shoot each other with them get covered in custard no you shot them at targets uh, I just I've seen photos of Carol covered in custard. There, that's on the dark web. Oh uh, right, sorry, don't worry about it, mate. 
you're number one. Yeah, I've forgotten what. Oh, oh, it's this. Of course it is. It's the Matrix. You hate the Matrix, don't you? It's just everything about it I hate. There's a lot of m- questions of morality about the Matrix. Yeah, I don't want to think about it. Okay, all right, you don't want to think about that sort of stuff. All right, sure. No, no, but you have yeah. to think when you watch this film, well, don't not, you? Not ri- a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's hardly like, it's not like primer. It's not going to fucking twist your head up in knots, I don't think. And if you want, you can just sit back and relax and watch people shoot people. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, right, he cheats. Right, all it of that bending the wrong way and flying through the air. <laughs> yeah. It ain't real. No, it ain't real, mate. No, unlike, it ain't real. Like, unlike Bugsy Malone, <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't real. But yeah, I don't like. But I, do you know what I rewatched the other day? I yeah. will let you bang on about this oh, in no, a minute. No, go on, mate. But I rewatched shit all over it, my number one because I thought I might have one of the fight scenes yes. in it. Right? right, okay. And it was on at Christmas, and I rewatched it last week. I yeah. rewatched Big Trouble in Little China. I wow. Right. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe. It didn't even run through my mind. Yeah, uh, I feel like I feel like I've let everyone... guys. I'm sorry. I, didn't I will say, anything. didn't quite hold up as well as <laughs> I remembered. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Kurt right. Russell's fucking great yeah, in it. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But there's the scene where they're flying through the oh, air, yeah, yeah. sword just... fighting <laughs> in mid air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember when I watched that film, I just thought, I don't want to see that. No, I want to no, see no. him just fighting. No, I love that bit. And like, mm. and I think that's where maybe my hatred apart from Star Wars of yeah. sci-fi comes yeah, from where yeah. it's not real yeah 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 my yeah. brain can't Get comprehend it. it yeah yeah and like and I think you know that my missus loves Matrix yeah, yeah, and like sure. and yeah, every yeah. time I've tried to watch it Custard. because I know everybody loves this film yeah and I try and get my head around it yeah. the same way it's exactly yeah, the same yeah, with yeah, Jeff Buckley yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I should like yeah. it but I can't get <laughs> yeah, my head yeah, around yeah, it yeah, it yeah. doesn't work for me and it's all again if you're having a fight don't wear one of them fucking weird goths coats. Like, just pop a pair of shorts on. Like, Keep cool. Keep cool. That's what Luke should have done. Exactly. He wouldn't have had a sweat on, but he messing around with fucking cloaks and fucking mm. shit like that. It's not practical. I'd fall over it straight away. There's so and much like, to unpack here, mate. There really is. And when he's doing this, this the picture we're looking at now, mm-hmm. right? This there's, is normal. There's some bloke, there's some bloke <laughs> in the bottom right-hand screen yeah. who's trying to show Nero. Is that his name? Neo, close, Neo. Up, close enough. He's trying to show uh, Neo that he's trotting dog shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the frame. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the other bloke's load mm. like looks like he's uh, he's run out of bullets. Yeah. Uh, and I just think he's getting shot. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. He's doing a one-handed handstand cartwheel, right? Mm-hmm. Whilst firing a gun. Okay. Somehow, yeah. his stupid coat. Mm-hmm. hasn't just fallen down over his face. <laughs> yeah, such a good point. Yeah. Right. That's the most unrealistic thing about this movie. Now. And his sunglasses ain't come yeah, off. Yeah, his shades are just bang on as well. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. take your sunglasses off, mate. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're going to impair your vision. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it just falls apart at every single hurdle. Yeah. Have you finished shitting all over my yeah. face? Yeah, you like one? it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like, like, to carry on that thing, like, this, this, like, you know, the, he looks so, co- like, he does look cool in it, but it spurred not only the, not only the, like, you know, it was just adopted by all the goths that would go into your nightclub, Pink mm. Toothbrush, right? And I've seen many a person live their life as the identity of Neo in the Pink Toothbrush. It's important mm. that you have this one other thing mm. to pull that look off. Mm. 
you look like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like, got, yeah, you got to be if point good looking, point break speed, motherfucker, yeah, handsome. If you've yeah. just got some kind of slightly unwashed long metal hair, yeah, it doesn't have the same impact. Yeah, like I think mm-hmm. that's when your, your metal leather and stuff like that works better. Yeah. If you're going to start wearing them long jackets mm. and carrying around glow sticks and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it yeah. ain't for me, mate. No. No, I get you, mate. I get you. It's also unfortunately been adopted by all the high school killers. <laughs> and that. Yeah. And like, weirdly, that's the morality of this scene as well. Like, they've got, a, they're trying to take down like this, like the sort of like the matrix, as it were, that's run by computers. But all these people he's shooting up, they just think they're living their lives. They're human beings <laughs> living their lives. And he's like, he's just, they're just massacring them. He's which not is not a human being. He is, but I, I'm not getting it. You said you struggle with with the Matrix, so I'm not gonna get in. I'm not getting gonna get into the, the you know into you said it, mate. parallel universe. No, and don't, shit. don't worry about it, mate. Don't worry. Just just think. The reason why this scene's cool, and there's so many scenes to pick from in the Matrix. Like we went there with no expectations. Really, I watched this Matrix movie, and a bit like what I said about the raid when people were cheering. The end of the Matrix when Neo gets up after being shot, we were cheering Spoiler for him. Alert. Um, I put this on for Molly. It was like showing a dog a card trick. She fucking hated it. It ruined it for me. We watched it a couple of years ago and she's like, why is this good? And I just thought, for fuck's sake, like it really spoiled it. And then actually coming back to it the other day to prepare for this. Molly, yeah. like, what, what, if you want to come around and watch Bugsy Malone, you'll love <laughs> yeah, it. Trust she me. She would love Bugsy Malone. <laughs> she would love Bugsy Malone. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of pictures of Molly covered in custard on the dark web too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was a, an event that Carol and Molly had been to together, but I don't know. Just seemed they had a lot of fun um, with that um, football team. So um, basically, I picked this thing, the lobby scene. It's just in, it's great because. It's just all that bullet time photography that they'd, they'd sussed out for the Matrix just on fucking speed by the time of this scene. Oh, it's and that, it, isn't it? It's them slow motion yeah, bullets yeah. and him bending over like 900 degrees. He doesn't, like... he, well, he does cartwheels and they run up walls. Trinity in this does this great thing where she walks around, walks around this pillar, kicks the shotgun out of the guy's hand. It flips over the back of his head and she shoots him in the back. It's just insane choreography. Again, this is where realistic. Holly, remake would be brilliant wouldn't it just running into a wall she kicks the the guy's shotgun it goes off in her stomach she's just lying there in abject pain shittest cartwheel you could possibly do all of that coat gets all over your face your sunglasses come off but it's so basically it's like again we talk about like this had a lot of action in it this film uh, from the from the get-go but there is a build-up, and you do feel jeopardy in this, like because you because you're not familiar with the, the the franchise at this point. There's jeopardy. You feel like this could all go tits up, and there's a scene before it where Mr. Smith's got Morpheus sort of like in a chair, and he does this big speech, you know, saying that you know um, I've got I, I I've got it written down here. Can you hear me, Morpheus? I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place, this zoo, this prison, this reality, whatever you want to call it. I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell, if there is such a thing. I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. And anyway, he goes on and on about how much he hates uh, the human construct and human beings. And he's like, basically, you guys are fucks. You're going to give me what I want, which is these codes. And that's the point where 
Keanu walks into the lobby with Trinity. They put like that. Why? I've turned everything on silent except for my phone. I mean, what a statement. What? <laughs> what a statement right there. I've turned everything on silent apart from my phone. No, I meant my watch. My watch. Right. Well, I meant my watch. I always say phone and watch getting confused. That's my uh, partner. Ruining Matrix again. Nice one. I bet that's a messy saying. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to uh, grab, a, <laughs> grab a DVD of uh, Bugsy Malone <laughs> on the way thought home? thought we'd try Resurrections tonight. <laughs> like, no, you won't want to try Resurrections. Um, and then like, he puts the, like, the guns in a metal detector. Mm. It all goes off. They ask to look in his jacket. He opens up his jacket. He's armed to the nines. And then it, it just kicks off. And I think like, you know... Uh, uh, what is it? Sp- uh, what's the song by Propellerheads? It's a Propellerheads song. I did make it. Spy Break plays while just the most insane gunfight happens that you've ever seen in your life. It's just a, it's incredible cinematography that for action cinematography, and um, it made my number one. And there's so many other great fight scenes in the Matrix that yeah, it's just it's just the bollocks. And uh, yeah, I think it's a for me it's a worthy fight scene at my number one. Fair enough, nerd. <clears throat> uh, I am going to go for... Uh, Hold on, let me guess. This is... Is this where... Uh, when Ricky Gervais fought... Uh, Grumbo that other? G- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, exactly yeah, it, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> it's just joshing. Uh, this is Apollo Creed versus Rocky Balboa. Um, uh, the final fight scene at the end of Rocky 2, uh, which is my favourite of the Rocky films. Um, I could have chose four um, because... It was probably the one that I watched the most when mm-hmm. it came out, and yep. it, I called it at the right time. Uh, his fights with Clubber Lang in, in Rocky Three are yep. great, um, and the, the first Rocky film is amazing. But yep. for me, Rocky Two just nails it. Finally, does it. And uh, if you've not watched the recent um, documentary about Stallone uh, on Netflix, I can't recommend it enough. Like this guy, try is a fucking maverick. Yeah. Like. Um, he'd obviously written and directed Rocky One, um, and everybody said, "Do not play Rocky." Like, and he just went, "I want to do it all," and he'd done it all, and he fucking cleared up with awards. Um, the film score, you know, is iconic, iconic. How can you ever hear ba 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 and not go fucking hell? And it's goosebumps. And for any <laughs> lad, it's just. I say that's, that's I shouldn't say any lad. Anyone that that has ever done any training or has ever kind of got invested in them films, it's goosebumps and inspiring that soundtrack, yeah. the Bill Conti soundtrack, gonna fly now. Um, and then they went on to do fucking Hearts on Fire and Eye of the Tiger and all these burning heart, all these amazing songs. But the crescendo to Rocky Two um, is his rematch with Apollo Creed, played by Cole Weathers, and. Uh, and and I just think this this is the fight, you know. Uh, he's it's always a fairy tale with Rocky. It's good overcoming evil, and uh, Apollo Creed's just giving him shit in the press conferences in a kind of Muhammad Ali style, isn't mm-hmm. he? He's kind of he's the king of Sting, and he's the he's the man, mm-hmm. and uh, and Rocky's just the, the the local guy from the local town in Philly, yeah. and uh, and he's the massive underdog, um, and he's trainers telling him he should quit. Um, because he's got trouble Charming. with his eye, and um, but he, 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 you know, and he's 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 misses falls into a coma uh, in the lead up to the fight. Comes out of the coma, he says he's going to quit and not fight anymore. And she just uh, whispers the words "win," and then Mickey just screams, "What are we waiting for? 
cue, and then it's just the best fucking montage of training. You get that iconic scene where he runs up the steps in Philly. Mm-hmm. All the fucking people in Philly are running down the street after him. He gets to the top, shadow boxes at the top, and then it goes, bong, and it's the bell, and then it just cuts to the arena. And then the fight scene is just so fucking iconic. And it goes to the last round, and in that last round, it's a really even-matched fight. They're bashing the hell out of each other. Rocky's smashed up Apollo's ribs um, with his body shots, and, uh, and Apollo, you know, dances really light on his feet. Um, whereas Rocky's just quite flat-footed in the brawler and he's picking off Rocky and smashing up his eyes and then they throw this iconic shots at the end where they both land and they both go down uh, and then you just cuts to the ref counting them and then you you think Apollo's going to... Spoiler alert. You think Apollo's going to get to his feet and he's just getting to his feet on on eight and as he's Rocky's pulling himself up the ropes... And then Apollo just slips and falls back down onto his ass, And then Rocky just literally leans back off of the top rope and f- gets to his feet somehow and just staggers around the ring. And then you get the euphoric winning music um, mm. uh, from that Bill Conti score. And it's just then leads to the, the, the beautiful scene of Yo Adrian, we did it. And I love it. I love it so much. I'm getting emotional talking about it. I fucking love films where the underdog wins. It's just the best narrative. You'll see that in most of the films that I've chosen today. And no more is it ever kind of prevalent than in Rocky 2. Love it. Yes. I think it's shit. Well, if Rocky was doing handstands and fucking... Firing bullets. That's what it and needed. also, the thing is with them bullets, right? Everyone thinks he's amazing. You can see them coming. Yeah. Just get out of the way of them. Yeah, yeah. But that's what Rocky needed. More bullets. And, uh, yeah. Well, look, this has been the first episode that we've recorded in the studio. Um, we, we, if you're listening, please come over and have a look. Come um, and have a look. Yeah, and you if, sound uh, very, th- very desperate when he's begging you to say, "Please, we don't need, you. we don't need you." You'll probably want to, though. Well, I'm not saying please, but you'll probably want to. I'll suck your dick, man. (laughs) For a cheeseburger? Yeah. Um, So head over to patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing to watch this episode and uh, and support Mm. support Chris and I. And, uh, And yeah, we promise to give you loads more fun content for you to content's the word nowadays isn't it yeah you need content 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 and uh if you uh why not head over to uh the socials if you don't follow us over there because some of these uh uh episodes that we're doing we'll be chopping up into a few little reels for the socials Mm -hmm. so you can have a little sneaky peek Mm -hmm. uh if uh if us telling you to come over and have a look at patreon's not enough have a little look at what you're missing out on come and join the gang support the podcast and uh thanks again to our sponsors thanks for for the sponsors it's been a lot of fun in here yes Thank and, you very uh, much. And thank you. It's been a, a very painless process. It's this. been really good fun. Catch you next time. Bye. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.